0: Praise God, and what a joy it is to be able to share with you on tonight. I am thankful that my God is who my God is. He is the greatest thing that ever happened to me in my entire life. I love the Lord, and I report victory over sin and shame. I'm thankful for you on tonight, and as you're coming in, I'm praising God that you will be Blessed by the word. I'm already praising God for that in advance because I believe that the word will be a blessing to you. So many times we come to church or uh, view church uh, because we're in this virtual setting and uh, we come not with the expectation or attitude that we should. But my brothers and sisters, I am excited because I believe that you're coming. With a spirit of expectation and you're wanting to see what god has to say to you why don't you just type on the screen right quickly and say i'm expecting something i'm expecting something let us open up with a word of prayer dear lord i thank you for how you blessed us and brought us to this point i thank you for the door of you to open i thank you for the ways you made. continue to bless us continue to strengthen us continue To grant us of your favor, and we shall forever give your name the praise, the glory, and honor shall be thine in Jesus' precious name. Thank God. Amen. For our scripture tonight, let us turn to the twenty-seventh number of Psalm. It is always a blessing to read the twenty-seventh number of Psalm. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, uh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle, shall he hide me, he shall set me upon a rock. I read the first five verses of that 27th number, Of Psalm, and I pray that it will be a blessing to you as well. I want to call your attention tonight um, to a scripture. We um, talk on the uh, uh, previous two lessons about um, 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 learning how to pray and and what has to happen to an individual as they uh, are. being taught how to pray properly. Because um, praying is not just something we do to to mark time, but uh, prayer, prayer, my brothers and sisters, is something that we have to do in order to keep in touch with our God. Uh, You know, a relationship where there is no communication is not a good relationship. Uh, Somebody ought to hear what I'm saying. A relationship where there's no communication is not a good relationship because you don't, a lot of times you miss out on what the other is feeling at very critical time in the relationship. So you need to know what's going on. So uh, it is good to be able, as I talked on the last couple of lessons, last couple of weeks, is it's good to be able to, 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 to communicate with God talk to God and, and have God speak to you. God speaks to us in many different ways and so you cannot uh, fasten God or put God in a box. You've got to think outside of the box if you're going to really be in communication with God. God will speak to you in one of, in some of the most unusual ways but you'll know it's God because God uh, has a way of confirming his word. Sometimes something will happen and God will confirm it through another person. And my brothers and sisters, you need to be open to the confirmation of the Word of God. Hallelujah. Open to the confirmation of the Word of God. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. And I'm going to read the 16th and 17th verses. Uh, First Corinthians, the third chapter, verses 16 and 17. And this is what the word of the Lord says. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God. I'm going to talk about the temple of God. And now when I start talking about the temple of God, uh, I know that there are going to be some people who are going to probably say, well, uh, he, he given the wrong definition. But the subject of this particular lesson is a metaphor uh, to describe the nature of of the saint the christian it may apply to the collective group which is the church and it may apply to the individual saint we will study the passage in detail this passage will in detail and discuss the subject in detail and finally try to make it applicable uh, to these areas when we consider the temple of god the temple of God. That, that, that phrase, know ye not, uh, is a introductory phrase. That phrase, know ye not, it, 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 if, if it was to be translated in modern terminology, it would probably read, this is the same thing I've told you before. Know ye not. In other words, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about, because this is the same thing I told you before. And so the apostle Paul would be saying, you know what I'm talking about. And when he says, know ye not, he's actually saying, you know what I'm talking about, because I done told you this. And so uh, it, it, it is the phrase used by Paul to emphasize an important truth. It is a phrase that is used to emphasize a very important truth. Uh, in the first Corinthian, uh, the fifth chapter, and uh, uh, let's look at the sixth verse because it's, uh, uh, it, it, it says something. Stay with me with this because I want to share something with you. It says, your glorying is not good. Your glorying is not good. He said, know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. I'm I'm, I'm dealing with that phrase, know ye not. In other words, you know that a little leaven leaveneth the whole loaf. That's what Paul is saying. Now, now, Now move over to the sixth chapter and the second verse. Watch this. Do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world in essence, the apostle is saying, uh, basically using the same phraseology. And he could have said it the same way if, you had, uh, if he had uh, 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 dealt with this in a like manner. No, do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world? That's in 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter and the second verse. He, he, he said, Don't you know that God's people will judge the world? So, if you're going to judge the world, aren't you capable of judging insignificant cases? This is what he said. If you're going, and if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge smaller matters or the smallest matter? Look what he said. Look what he said. Don't. In other words, how you gonna judge? I preached a sermon uh, some uh, a little while ago. I may have to. This may be an indication for me to pull it out again. If you can't handle this, how you gonna handle that? Now, Paul is saying in this verse. Now he's saying, uh, and if the world is gonna be judged by you, uh, how come? You can't judge smaller matters. Praise God. Smaller matters. Look at the 15th verse. Know ye not that your bodies are members of Christ? Know ye not? You mean to tell me that you didn't know that your body, that your members are members of Christ? Your body and members of Christ? He said, shall I then take the members of Christ, and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid, all right? And then go over there to the ninth chapter, the 13th verse, where, praise God, it says, do you, do ye not know that ye which minister about holy things live of the things of the temple? And they which wait at the altar are partakers with the altar what, I'm, I'm laying a foundation for using This phrase Know ye not Don't you know and when, when, when the apostle Paul When you ask somebody uh, a question Don't you know so and so You are actually saying I thought you knew this person That's what you're actually saying When, when you say don't, don't you know that song You're actually saying I thought you knew that song And that's what Paul, in this setup of this phrase, know ye not, he's actually saying, I thought you knew this. I thought you knew this. Now, let's go to this next phrase. The next phrase is, that ye are. That ye are, that designates the one to whom the words are addressed. Uh, According to the book of Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, uh, I believe I want to take you there. Uh, let's go to the book of Ephesians, and uh, let's look at the second chapter, and uh, let's look at the 21st verse. It says, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. Now, what is this saying that according to Ephesians 2 and 21, the words can be rightly interpreted collectively or individually for the Christian, the Christian, the saint, the first thought would probably be toward that of an individual. However, a more careful thought will lead one uh, to see that much of the entire epistle of 1 Corinthians is directed to the church, but we can make it personal. That's important. And then the next phrase is uh, the temple of God. The temple of God. The, the temple of God is the heart of of this subject. I hope you're staying with me. The article, uh, the needs to be noticed. Uh, This this does not refer to the temple among many temples. It refers to the one and only temple. My brothers and sisters, the word temple denotes a uh, if we look it up, it denotes a shrine where deity resides. So the truth of the matter is that human beings are the shrine where God dwells. I'm going to say that again. Uh, uh, human beings are the shrine where God dwells. Now, consider, consider if you will, the temple that saints are. Consider the temple that saints are. Go with me, if you will, uh, to the book of Acts, uh, 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 the seventh chapter. I'm coming back here. I want to say something. The seventh chapter and uh, the 40, I believe it's the 48th verse. The Spirit of God dwells in people. Uh, I wonder, will you identify and say, that the Spirit of God dwells in you. The Spirit of God dwells in people. You're not going to like what I'm getting ready to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. The Spirit of God does not dwell in buildings built with hands. It dwells in people. And I know we say, oh, whoa, the Spirit was in that church. The Spirit was in the people. Oh, God, help me. The Spirit was in the people, and the people were in the building. Stay with me, go with me to Acts seven and 48. It says, how be it, the most high dwelleth not in temples made with hands as saith the prophet. Now that's in the scripture, you wanna fight with me, don't fight with me, fight with the scripture. I'm gonna say it again. The spirit does not dwell in buildings. The spirit of God dwells in people. Uh, uh, Come on, type that on the screen and say the spirit dwells in us. The spirit dwells in us. Go with me to uh, Acts, the 17th chapter. Acts, the 17th chapter, and I believe that I want you to go to the 24th verse. And look what it says, the 24th verse. God that made the world and all things therein... Seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hand. I'm going to say it again. God, the spirit of God, dwells in people. Oh, Lord. The church is the spiritual organism, and that is where God dwells. He dwells in the people of of the church for the glory of God, not for our glory. The church is to bring people to faith in Christ for salvation. The spirit builds and dwells in believers as a church. And so, my brothers and sisters, you've got to be careful that you understand who you are. You are the temple of God. You know, don't get carried away with uh, our beautiful edifice. And it's, it's beautiful, it's important uh, to us that we have these edifices. And, and we must make, but we make these edifices uh, and we build these edifices and we uh, have these beautiful buildings uh, so that God uh, can dwell in them through the, his people. The people bring the Spirit. Hallelujah. An individual is the temple of God. This indwelling is the culmination of the work of grace. The heart must first be quickened, renewed. Help me, Holy Ghost. The heart must first be quickened, renewed. Something has to happen. And purify, and purify, purify. I like that word, purify, because it implies sanctification. And so the only person in whom the Holy Ghost abides is one who has been born again. Huh? I'm going to get in trouble with somebody because you think that you got the Holy Ghost first. No, you had to get saved first. You didn't get, you didn't get the Holy Ghost first. You had to get saved first and then you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Go with me to the book of John. To the book of John, the 14th chapter, and uh, uh, let's look at the 23rd verse. Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and he will come unto him. And make our abode with him. Note uh, that Jesus says that I'm not coming in until this person has had. The implication here is that he's had a, a conversion. He's been changed. Something has happened. So now I'll come in and I'll abide. You don't receive the Holy Ghost until you get saved. Oh, my Lord. I'm I'm messing with some of y'all today. Until you get saved. If you don't get saved, you don't get the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost may may come and convict you, but it doesn't dwell in you until you receive the baptism, uh, uh, excuse me, until you receive salvation. Now consider how the truth should affect each Christian. We are warned about the destruction of the temple. Uh, I know people don't like for me to deal with this, but we are warned about the destruction of the temple. You know, the temple, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And so that's why you got to be careful what you do with your body. You got to be careful what you put on your body. You, you got to be careful about y'all put all these holes and piercings in your body. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You got to be careful with all these tattoos on your body. Your body is the, is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And you putting all these holes in your body and these tattoos on your body is as absurd as as me coming over to your house and start spray painting on the brick. Oh, y'all don't like me there. It ain't, you would say, what in the world are you doing? Why are you putting paint on my house? Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and you shouldn't be putting graffiti on your body. You shouldn't be putting all these holes in your body. Now, I know I lost some of my young folk, But I'm going to stay there because I ain't scared of y'all. So now we are warned about the destruction of the temple. This is true of the church. Uh, It is a a terrible thing to tear down the church. The word destroy means to corrupt morally or defraud in character. One can defile the church by deliberate attack or by negligence. Any abuse given to the human body is applicable here. My brothers and sisters, this is a strong argument against the abuse of narcotics of any kind. It also applies to the lack of rest or overeating and the like. You know, you can abuse the temple Uh, By not giving it its proper rest. You can abuse the temple by overeating. Hallelujah. The scripture says, and go with me to 1 Corinthians. Uh, Go with me to 1 Corinthians. I'm going back to 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. Lord have mercy. And uh, and, uh, the 17th verse. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. Read this verse. Read this verse. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him because God's temple is holy. And then he says, he says it very clearly. You are that holy temple. Now, the temple we are, the temple of God, the, that, that we are the temple of God should encourage us to do the right thing with our bodies. Praise God. Uh, one's duty to the church are duties to the spirit of God. And, and God's temple must not be marred. Uh, One's duty to the care of his or her own body is a duty to the Holy Ghost. And one must not destroy their body. You you all uh, saying this, I know it's very popular saying, it's my body. I do what I want to do with it. Actually, it's not your body. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. As individuals, uh, each one of us should take a positive step to remove from our lives anything that would be detrimental to the body of the church or to our human body. We should take positive steps in to make absolutely sure that we are pure and acceptable unto God. My brothers and sisters, you don't have that option to just put anything in your body. Be careful. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Uh, and I haven't asked you to type anything on the screen, so I'm going to ask you now because I know some of y'all are mad. And you can just type on the screen and say, my body belongs to the Holy Ghost. Uh, come on. My body belongs to the Holy Ghost. Now, uh, uh, do you know that you are the temple of God? Now you can't destroy what God has assembled, what God has done. Look, look go with me to the seventy-ninth number of Psalm. Um, I, I don't know what uh, somebody is saying to me. The seventy-ninth number of Psalm. And the first verse, it says, oh, God, the nations have invaded the land that belongs to you. They have dishonored your holy temple. They have left Jerusalem in ruins. You cannot, praise God, you cannot destroy the temple of the Holy Spirit. All right. Now, the Lord bless you. And. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up. This is a short lesson, I guess on tonight, uh, uh, but I wanted to get my point over to you. I wanted you to know whose temple you are, uh, with the, the temple of God, uh, and so that you will start thinking about things a little better and not get crossed up and think to mind you you can do what you want to do. You can't do what you want to do nevertheless uh if you're mad pray for me and then pray and then you'll get saved because you shouldn't be mad because i'm teaching the word of god amen amen (laughs) amen and just somebody type on the screen say it's tight but it's right it's tight but it's right now the lord bless you i want to challenge you i'm going to pray that you will accept the word of god dear god i thank you once again for how you bless us and brought us thank you oh god for this word i pray that you will make our listeners not only listeners, but doers of your word. Help them, O oh God, to take in your word and your truths and let it be a blessing to their lives. In Jesus' name, thank God. Amen. I want you to share. I want you to share. I want you to share in giving. I want you to be a blessing to the ministry. Please, my brother, please, my sister. I want you to share. Come on, get that $10 seed and share with us. I challenge you to get a $10 seed. You can, if you're going to mail it in, you can mail it in to Greater Emmanuel Institutional Church. That's at 19190 Schaefer Highway. That's Bishop J. Drew Sheard Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan, 482 3, 5. Or you can go to PayPal, at, and that will be PayPal at GEICOGIC.org. Or you can give on Giblify. Please search for our church, Greater Emmanuel Institutional Church, and please look for the logo. Please look for our logo, and then give. Or you can go to Cash App, that's dollar sign, GEICOGIC1, uh, or you can give securely in our GE app, GEI app, or you can go to uh, Text-to-Give at 28950, type in the space GEI offer, and a space, and then the dollar amount, and then please press send. What a blessing it is to be able to sow in fertile ground. And so here we are, sowing in this fertile ground. I praise God for you on today. I thank God so much. I'm going to pray over your seed. Dear Lord, I pray that you will bless these seeds and cause them to multiply, not only for the sake of ministry, but for the sake of our personal lives. And we shall forever give your name, the praise, the glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, here I go again, believing God. Here I go again again believing God come on put on the screen I believe God God is going to do something special God bless you I love you with the love of the Lord I want to tell you to hang in there and keep getting stronger because God has something great in store for you and now may the grace of God the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest rule and abide henceforth now and forevermore and all the people of the Lord said amen God bless you And I love you with the love of the Lord.